Welcome to the Coaching DNA Podcast. I am your host, Travis Wyckoff. I'm also the founder of Kingdom Coaching, my consulting business where I work with coaches, ADs, and executives, journeying with them to help them be a leader worth following from the inside out. This is part two of my conversation with Zach Sheets. Zach is an educator and coach with an unbelievable feel for how to manage and lead people. During part two, Zach and I talk about predetermined discipline, tactical empathy, leading the modern athlete, and much, much more. Zach is super insightful, and as I said, has a, it just has a great feel for people. So without further ado, part two of my conversation with Zach Sheets. Okay, let me ask this. Uh, Sally, bad body language, you address it, goes well. Two games later, bad body language, you address it. How, like on a practical level, like in the weeds, then um, for coaches that are listening, like it, it w- w- what would be your discipline? Because I think we'd all agree discipline's necessary for all of us. Yep. What would be your discipline? What would that look like? So, for you? so that that type of stuff probably would have been established as a foundational item at the beginning or before the year. So it might be. So I never, I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of like running for punishment. Okay. Like I don't do the whole running for punishment, but like, I, I, it's all about how you frame stuff. So like, it's a reinforcement thing. Like there's, I think there's definitely a need to reinforce behaviors. So I have them once again, player led, we talk about it. We like off that curriculum list. Like if something like this comes up and it needs to be addressed, whether it be by a, a player um, or a coach and like, we need, there obviously needs to be some sort of um, derailer or something to change course. Uh, this past year, funny enough, um, they came up with running um, 10 20 yard sprints. So essentially 10 base lengths. So home to first 60 feet in softball. And it was phenomenal. Now it was phenomenal in my opinion is because um, our coaching staff. So me and my assistant agreed to do it with them. So anytime that they ran, I ran. So when that, and it happened a few times, um, for sure. It's like Sally not having the, she's having the poor body language, but, and now it's time to do something. Now Sally's sprinting with the head coach. Mm. Sally, the typically they don't like that, but it's also like this dude cares. Um, and like, he's in it. Like, cause of course I don't want to run. <laughs> like there's like, I don't want to, and like I said, I don't think running's the save all end all be all. Um, some coaches will think that, but that's what they, this team came up with this year. So literally it was like, we just called it 10 twenties. Like, yeah. and it was just such a powerful thing that like it course corrected on their own, you know? Yeah. So that's, that would be step one. Um, and tip, and I think um, I'm trying to think, I think I've only had to do it really twice for the same person for the same thing. Gotcha. Yeah. So, okay. Let me ask this. Um, you're an assistant football coach. Yep. So you've got, you. I mean, you've got chaos everywhere on this field. You've got okay. your station going on, and something happens that needs to be addressed. And and you know the manager has the blow air horn. You really like. I don't have time to pull aside. What do I do in the moment when something needs to be addressed? But I really just 
I, I don't have the time to do it. Um, yeah. What's that look like? Well, uh, give me an example of the uh, item that needs to be addressed that quickly. Okay, let's let's say um, let's say just lack of effort, like just a a low energy day. Everyone else, all you know, all the other defensive linemen are getting after it. They're working hard. They're doing their drills, and you got one that just won't get his motor going. You give them a little space. You kind of hey, let's go, let's pick it up. You're you're good, you know. And they don't they don't do it. You got to address it. Yep, and it's in the drill station. In the drills. Yeah. So there's a couple ways to go probably about that one. I mean, my first thought on that is I would go to one of the team influencers because if I don't have the time to address it, then I need to use the middle layer management um, because who knows why he's not like trying to and have them try to figure out most of the time if he's boys with somebody, um, they know why he's doing that. Um, and I'd have him have the conversation that way. I'm not wasting a bullet on it is probably be my first step, especially when you're talking about time and efficiency. Um, that's super powerful. Um, I think the other one, if it's like a team talk or if it's the coach within the position group talking, um, I think it's really easy to say, um, you know, some people use above and below the line. Some use pro and prospect talk. Um, I, the one of the most effective ones I've seen do it is like championship ship level and not. So like, is this championship level effort? Yes or no? No, it's not. Okay. Well, if we're, if we're going to compete at the championship level for where, wherever you're at, like it's going to take this. And if that's what we want to be, then that's what we got to do. And if we don't, then like, maybe we just need to, maybe it's time to go home. Maybe it's yeah. time to take, you know, restart tomorrow. Okay, so I was going to ask you that you're, you you've got you've got f- five minutes to get your drill work in, and again, somebody's low energy. Is it does it does it go against what you're trying to accomplish to just say, hey, Trevor, I'll get hop out, hop out, next guy in, because because uh-huh. it's in the moment. You don't have time to say, hey, Trevor, come here. Everyone gather around. Yeah. We're going to talk. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think how how you do that though. Right is the soup like because of course we've all seen coaches like get out of here and yep. scream and yell and get out um the times when i've had to do something like that man it's uh it's i i found it to be most beneficial when you pull them aside and it's kind of a shoulder to shoulder it's like hey man today's not your day why don't you just you know why don't you just take a take a step out, out and hit the showers yeah we'll see you tomorrow and try it again the thing with that is it like some people like the old school approach may say like, wow, okay. You know, but he still may do it or whatever. But like, I'm telling you like that kid gets the point. Yeah. <laughs> like they typically understand. Um, and I think one of the best lines, um, I can't remember who it was, man. It was a, definitely a power five coach. He said, cause it was like, how do you know when to cut someone loose like that? And it's like, if, you're, you know, if it's happening over and over, I should say, if, if they're repetitive behavior and if it's like one of those things where you think they're not going to get it till they're like 30, then yeah. that might be the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, but you're going to kind of got constantly guide and mold and try, but when it's time to send someone out, it's, it's been super effective just to say, Hey, look, it's not your day. See you tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Give me some examples. I'd love to hear just cause obviously you've, you've um, been around and I think you, I think you kind of had to have a, it seems to me you have a really good feel of like who's who's doing this stuff like 
college college athletics who's who's yep. doing this who are some people that you could point to like like yep. these guys are doing it and they're having success because here's here's i do think what can happen oftentimes is kind of what we've been talking about it can feel soft it can feel uncompetitive it can feel lack of discipline and so yeah maybe uh for lack of a better term name drop a little bit who you're seeing do some of these um uh, some of these tactics that 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 they're winning at a high level as well yeah um for sure dave aranda baylor football head, yep yep head football at baylor um i would say you know it's um He's definitely doing it different. Like he, um, it's it's I'm trying to think here. You know, even like the Mark Fuse, they're different, man. Um, the Mike Gundy, different. Um, and when you say different, I'm assuming just kind of what we were talking about. They're getting yeah, 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 responding yeah, 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 a little yeah, different, yeah, yeah, giving buy-in. Yeah, yeah. Now. Um, the challenge at the like the college level, the you know there's definitely they're under a microscope, of course, and the and the the they're still they still got a lot of pop in them too. <laughs> so yeah, so it, sure. it's uh, but like they all know and like you're gonna I think what we're gonna see and this is just this is kind of like the college people talking, not me. Um, you're gonna see this kind of shift because the transfer portal is like twenty five percent of every roster goes to the transfer portal. Yep as is the, are the stats. So like, you're just going to see a shift in how you handle that modern athlete because they, they just have so much more leverage than they used to. Um, and if you don't adapt, it's just going to be, it'll be, it seems like it's going to be super hard, but like those guys, those guys are doing it, uh, doing it different. Um, trying to think of, like, there, there's a bunch doing it, man. And there's the crazy thing is there's, there's probably so many that are doing it. They don't even know it. Yeah. You know, it's become natural in the evolution and the adaptation um, that that are doing it. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah, I doubt anyone's like, yeah, I'm a restorative discipline yeah. disciple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, there's, yeah, nobody's probably pumping that out there as their, like, recruiting pitch. Yeah. Um, but, like, I'm telling you, like, those guys are, like, they're just so creative in how they can navigate situations. It's actually super cool to learn from. And like do, you, do. do you see it in the pro game too? Obviously, and I know you're probably not in the, you know, you're not in the locker rooms, but yeah, just kind of from afar. Well, I absolutely that. So like that, like for me, um, like that is like the ultimate like thing, because in that situation, like the authoritarian, the coach has no pop. Yeah. So like literally he, he has to, act like this he has to do this and that's why it's um so cool because like at the alternative school many people would say or the the, like a brett would say um like this is power this is division one basketball and football like equivalent because of all the just all the stuff and then you talk nba where it's like the you got like basically you have the head coach and then there's like two or three players like really the (laughs) co-coaches that kind of facilitate and they just, you're not, if you, like, if you were to talk about like kicking someone off the bench, like there might be like Popovich might be able to get, a, get away with something like that. Right. You right. know, everybody else it's like, okay, you're, they're, they're called in the office the next day and fired. Yeah. So that, yeah. So you're seeing the restorative, the restorative 
thing has probably been in the NBA the longest because of just the power dynamics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm going to throw this out and just, I'd be curious if your, your thoughts here, as I just hear you over the last, I don't know, 40 minutes ish, I hear, um, like building relationships. I hear empathy. Um, I hear, you know, we've talked about the proactive, but, but, but getting out in front of things, anticipating there's going to be some issues. Let's talk about how we're going to deal them, deal with them. I hear, um, actual like calmness from a coach, like addressing things without berating the person. A lot of, is that, is that fair? Just kind of, as I'm hearing us. Yeah. yeah, You just, you just triggered a thought for me. So literally, um, one of the best skills that I would like that I use, um, and I just, I call it tactical empathy Mm. is what it is. Um, some might call it, I could even call it like situational empathy. Um, but basically, meeting someone where they're at to solve a problem without judgment. Certainly. And that's kind of, that's kind of like what I was alluding to with the whole, like kids at younger and younger ages I'm seeing are just elite at reading people and reading rooms and what's going on. Are you judging? Are you not? Are you, you know, um, because if they, if the radar goes off that you're judging, it's over. Like it, it's that there's nothing that you're going to say. Then that's when you're like, you're going to probably have to escalate to force you know, and power yeah. tools. So that is like that, like that, that is it in a nutshell with almost anything, um, doing it without, without judgment. So, okay. but yeah, you're, you're spot on with what you're trying to describe there. Yeah. At the root, what you, you, you mentioned kind of a self-centered, like what, what, how am I going to look based on this athlete's response or performance or whatever? So, that feels like it's probably hovering down at the root. What else do you think? Where where else does some of these behaviors that we've seen for for years? You mentioned the the Bobby Knight types. What what else is going on? Do you think at the at the root that causes some of this? That that would like give me an example. Like what are you what are so you like, saying? So like you said, sometimes you can look at a coach and you see the 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 volatile nature, and you can hear what they're saying. You're like, okay, it sounds like they're it's about them. Everything's about them. They're worried about what, what, what they look like. Are there any other things that you'd say? Yeah, I think I've seen, I think I've seen this happen. And I think the root of it is fill in the blank. Yeah. Um, well, I definitely see, um, people who, I mean, it kind of filters into my first answer, but they take things personal. You okay. Um, definitely there's a side to that. They just, everything just becomes personal. Um, I think, there's another side, like I think the 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 180 side to that is like if I'm not yelling and screaming and I'm not doing this, then like there's an appearance that I'm not doing anything. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not coaching. Um, but what's interesting to see, like a lot, like if you want, I don't I don't watch a whole lot of soccer, but I was I was I saw one the other day and like literally these guys are like sitting in lawn chairs on the sideline. <laughs> They're not doing this is at the pro level. They're not doing anything. Like it's yeah. like that is it right there, you know. Like, it just seems like that would be the gig and, you know, the game, you know, you're learning, you're there, you're learning and there's probably not, a, it's just interesting. Cause I'd like to do a study on like what effectiveness of, of doing all that stuff in the game that actually has an impact on the game. Yeah. You know, I mean, really of course like strategy and how you set up stuff can, but like all the extra stuff, I just, I don't know. It'd be interesting to do a study. Yeah. Yeah. I, as I, as we've talked and I've, I've thought through this quite a bit, just primarily because I, I knew my own root 
when I was coaching and when I was psychotic and I wasn't a volatile person, but, but still unhealthy in many, many ways. And it seemed to me, for me personally, the root always, the, the, the core root of it was fear. I was either fear of what other people thought of me. I was fear of not, of losing control of the staff or the team. I was fear, you know, I, there's so much fear that oftentimes shows itself as anger or disengage, you know, the two ditches are anger and disengagement. Yeah. Anyways, I just throw that out. So I don't know, man, it's so interesting to see how people interact with that with, um, you know, cause you look at someone like a Brad Stevens when he was coaching, you know, or even last, I don't know if you saw the game last night, it was amazing to see they're drilling the, uh, the heat yep. and they, they pan to him and he's literally drinking peanuts out of a cup and drinking his water as they're playing in, in a playoff game. And so it's just amazing to see the interpretation. Some people be like, man, this guy's not even engaged. He's yep. not this, but at the same time, like, you know, he has his fingerprints all over the organization. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's a, that's, that's a, the dilemma. I think that's like the, uh, the, the impasse of like where the threshold of where we're starting to see modern and old school, you yep. know, and so we'll see where it goes. Time will probably tell, but yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't have that. I don't have, <laughs> I got questions for that one. Totally. Sure. Yeah, no, that's good. Dude, I love this. Good, good conversation. Okay. I want to, uh, I'll end with three questions. The first one is what are you currently reading or we'll throw in podcast or listening to that's, that's keeping you yep. sharp, helping you grow. Yep. Um, so of course I, I, I get, of course I'm always reading what drives winning stuff with Brett Ledbetter, but, um, I would say the, one of the last, one, a book that's really, really good. Um, and I just finished it. Um, actually I should say I just finished it. It's been a minute, but the, uh, never split the difference is the name of it. And it's by, um, Chris, by the heck am I drawing a blank here? Either way, he's a, he's a, he's a former FBI hostage negotiator. Yep. Chris Voss, Chris Voss. Um, so, and he'll talk about the tactical empathy a little bit in there. Um, so that, that's a, for sure, a good one. Um, I'm trying to think I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little, uh, jaded because I've been doing, I've been doing some stuff with, uh, Brett Ledbetter with, with some new stuff that's coming out. Yes. uh, Book wise. So I'm like, I've been fully in tune with that. So be on the lookout for that people because that's coming. Um, so th- those are definitely my last, last handful. Love it. Love sure. it. Second question. What advice would you give a young person just getting into the coaching yep. profession? Yep. And this might be a recency bias. Just, there's a disclaimer there, but I heard, um, Landry Fields from the Atlanta Hawks. The, he's the assistant GM. He articulated, um, the hero's journey. I don't know if you've ever heard of the hero's journey. I think that's a, That just seems to be like the ticket. So in a quick nutshell for your people, the hero's journey is to find someone ahead of you that you can learn from, find someone next to you and find someone behind you that you can help. Hmm. So I think that right there, because and I think back to everything that you just asked me at the beginning, like that's what I had. I had Scott Harris ahead of me helping me. I had assistance to the, to the, to behind me and the person, people that I haven't mentioned, um, I felt like I had a couple of super young coaches that just got out of that I've helped 
along the way. Um, so it feeds right into that. So that, that would be one of my biggest advice there. Also, uh, obviously just to ask questions, you know, ask and pick people's brains and anytime you can get in the room, because I don't know, just when you, when you think you got it figured out, you just don't. Every time in my life when it's gone, we're like, I mean, I got stuff figured out. Just something totally derails that. And I'm back to square one. So like, I just constantly ask. No, that's good. Is there a question that you've been asking recently more than others? Um, yeah, I mean, if I'm. I know I put you on the spot here, but. Oh, well, it's like, it's like, then this is probably, this probably applies to every aspect. So the teaching, the coaching, and probably more so at the, at the home. Cause like I said, I got uh, married, have four kids. It's like, is there more I should be doing? Mm. And it's kind of broad um, and vague, but it's like, but it comes up with anything, whether it's like cleaning the house or doing this or, you know, taking the wife out for a date or trying to find a baby. Should I be doing that more, you know, or is there more I should be doing for these players, you know, because they, you know, so it's like, that's a common question that comes up. Like, you know, because there's sometimes like when you do, um, like if you ever put in a, an effective system and it's working, like things can get pretty good, like yeah. and, and easy. And it's like, okay, well, it's kind of running itself. What else should I be doing? And so that's kind of where I get stuck at, you know, in many different ways and arenas. Yeah, that's good. Okay. So I'm going to ask you the question that I've been asking since you bring up asking questions, I've been asking coaches and I'm going to ask it in, in from two sides, one, the softball coaching side for you. And then two, the alternative okay. side, the alternative school. What is the, what is the most important thing you do for your softball program and for your alternative? You get one thing, you can't list off six things. What's the crucial thing that you do for your programs? Um, let's see here. I. I would say the crucial thing for me is like building the environment where they can do their own best work. Okay. Both That's of it. them. Both Same of them. Thing. Yeah. Same yeah. thing. Same thing. Love that. Um, uh, yeah. Just because everything, I mean, it just, everything changes year to year. Like you just, it's just the old cliche of coaching. Like you adapt to your team yep. uh, and the personnel, uh, especially when you're, like high school levels got the NBA model. You're giving the players, the GM's telling you who you get, you know, yeah. you're not, you're not bringing in your people per se. Um, so you're just trying to, yeah. And that, and I just, it's been, I don't know. That's what I do. That's what, that's what we try to do. That's good. That's good. Okay. Last question. I'll end with this. Yeah. Uh, who would you like to hear? Talk about how they engage athletes, their background. Yeah. Yep. The first name, of course, there's tons of names that like, could, would be phenomenal at this podcast. Um, the guy that I would be super interested to hear and in how he does stuff is actually the strength coach at the university of Illinois for Illinois basketball. His name's Adam Fletcher. Okay. Uh, phenomenal. So what uh, makes him phenomenal? Well, so he, um, I actually had the chance to meet with him probably back in February, maybe. And so he took a totally unique approach when I met with him. So it's because 
college strength coaches, like there's not as many rules on them. And so like a lot of them will, will be with the players longer. So right. they're trying to do different things. Kind of like the, uh, oh, oh, Travis up at Gonzaga. Well, he took a, he st- struck a nerve with me when he said, here's kind of how I do conditioning with the men's basketball team. And he outlined how it was kind of like, uh, it was challenges and choices. So it wasn't like this end all be all um, deal. It was like, here's five different things to that you could do or create your own and let me just look at it. And so when he said that, I'm like, that is incredible. So I think I, and I, and I started translating that to the different spaces um, of choices. Now, given autonomy is not nothing new, um, but the with the group of people that he was doing it with and then how he's got to connect because um, many times it just it just seems like they're like those type of people are like the the therapists or the um, the people that have to really keep their head cool when it's going in the middle of stuff. Yeah, because uh, the coach has so much other stuff to think about. So he would be phenomenal. I think I think he's got a super unique story. Um and has been very any like I said, I just know he's doing it different. Um, much like Travis um up at uh Travis Knight up at Gonzaga. Yeah. Where and especially in those roles, it is the, the, how they're doing it compared to like what you see, like some strength coaches, it's just a 180. Yeah, and I think I think they're doing it at such a high level and having crazy results. So he'd be cool. It's good, it's good. Dude, great stuff. Seriously, I'm glad yeah. we got a chance to connect. Yeah, man, I appreciate uh, it. Good stuff.